From Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world, this is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Yes, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and I've been waiting a little bit longer than all night. And as a matter of fact, I've been waiting all week to come back and join you and let you know about what's happening here in the Valley of the Sun. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And of course, I'm your host, Ray Ellis. Well, by the way, it was an outstanding week, weekend, great basketball, great basketball. As you all know, those uh, listeners out there who have been loyal listeners uh, here of the show, I am a frustrated basketball player. I grew up in the city of Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city, and played football as my only option because I simply was not good enough to play basketball. <laughs> so uh, that's the God's honest truth. And I'll tell you what else is the God's honest truth is that it's uh, beautiful here in the Valley. And uh, some of the greatest basketball players in the world certainly embarked upon the city of Phoenix. And and I don't know, I think it was maybe in the 70s, late 70s, somehow or another, L.A. was tagged, L.A.'s the place. And I just wonder from all those of you out there, and particularly those of you who are sports fanatics, and, and one thing about us sports fanatics is, is we like a, we, we, we love we don't just like, we love a sporting event, particularly one of, 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 of major, major impact. And we like to travel to those events. And I'm just not so sure if Phoenix has not replaced L.A. as the place. I think Phoenix, and, and I'd like to know from a lot of you out there, I, I think Phoenix may now be the new L.A. You know, you just know, you just never know. So I think I got a call on the line. Hey, Mike from Phoenix, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Mike, you with, you're there with me? Hey, I'm here. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing wonderful, Mike. I just got a quick question. We just got started. And, of course, uh, by the way, for those of you out there, and I'm going to put the number up pretty soon for you guys to call into, I still got some inventory of fatheads. And so, Mike, since you're on the line, I'm going to just tell you right now, you're the recipient of, of a fathead. Fathead, uh, and, of course, Jason has been with us the last couple weeks. And I uh, really appreciate uh, him being here on Voice America Sports, on Rail of Sports, and, and talking about Fathead and, and their product. Uh, uh, but let me ask you something, Mike. I, I'm trying to, I got a little debate going here. Do you think Phoenix, and you're from Phoenix, is Phoenix the new, you know, place to have a major sporting event? I mean, it used to be L.A. Everybody wanted to go out there to sunshine. You know, Hollywood had such a glitter, you know. Hey, is, is Phoenix the new place now? You know what? I'm a, a native of Arizona. I've been uh, born and raised here 43 years, and uh, I think you're you're dead on with this. Um, I hear from friends across the country all the time now that uh, are super excited to come here. I mean, we got it. We got the sun. We got the golf. We got you know beautiful new stadiums. I mean, uh, you know, even our basketball stadium for the All Star Weekend. I mean, they you know yeah, it's it's not new, but they update it uh, every few years. So I think we're definitely one of the uh, 
you know, sports capitals right now. And I, I'm going to say this, Mike. I, I really think it's it's like the best kept secret. The only the only problem for a while was for for football. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals early in the year when they used to have to play outside and they were playing games, you know, I don't care what people say. It could be a dry heat, but 115 is hot. <laughs> and so many times it probably should have been an advantage for the Arizona Cardinals to win when other teams would come in because they wouldn't be accustomed to uh, that type of heat. But that was the only thing about it. But now that the Arizona Cardinals play in, you know, in, in their – facility which is indoors and air conditioned uh, i'm really you know as i travel throughout the country I, I, this is just the place and i like you too have friends that once they travel here um they take a look at this place and it, it, it's just the best kept secret now your friends do they travel in from the east coast from midwest where do they come from um i've got uh, a lot of friends out in uh, denver they love coming out this time of year you know get away from the cold the snow we can't talk about denver on this show i'm sorry to <laughs> I, i've got uh some business associates out on the east coast uh again um you know, they just they just love the area. They love coming out. And well, Mike, so we're from, seeing a lot now. We're seeing a lot of people from Canada actually coming to to Phoenix, which kind of kind of surprised me. Yeah, you're right. But Mike, let me ask you. I mean, you're you're born. You're a native. You're born and raised here. Do you think you take this for granted? I mean, this weather, this time of the year, and the venues that you got. Do you take it for granted? Um. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think I kind of do. Like, uh, um. I, I actually had the opportunity to go out to the Super Bowl, so I got to go to Tampa Bay, visit uh, Raymond James Stadium, and I was talking to, to people there, and it, it surprised me that, that they were, you know, some of the people who lived there were telling me, wow, you know, Phoenix, you know, we watched last year's Super Bowl, and the stadium looked awesome, and, and it looked so beautiful there, and I was like, wow, I, you know, I thought Tampa Bay was beautiful. I didn't, I didn't realize the people outside of Phoenix that, you know. Well, Mike, I, I too, like you, got a chance to, fiz- to visit Tampa Bay, and, and I got to say this. I, I don't think Tampa Bay really compares to Phoenix. I mean, again, you've been here your whole life, so you take it for granted. I actually have been here for three years, but let me give you a little quick story. I came here as a senior in college to play in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I made that trip. Uh, of course, The Ohio State University came in here and played uh, at ASU Stadium, and we played against Penn State, got our butts kicked. But you know what I did? I made up in my mind right then that this is the place of where I wanted to live. And I moved my family, you know, some 20 years later. So uh, it may, Phoenix has that kind of impact on you. Let me ask you about the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Did it have an impact on you? Did you watch the game or go to the game? I did not get a chance to go to the game, but uh, sat at home, watched uh, All-Star Saturday, which was just a blast. Uh, you know, watched the All-Star game. Uh, um, nice to see Shaq up to his uh, fun antics and stuff. So, so yeah, I thought it was a great weekend. Um, some friends went out and just hung out at, like, the big block party. They said the atmosphere was incredible downtown. So It was. It was. And I, I got to say, Mike, it was, it was incredible. There was all kind of energy that was there. And, and talking about Saturday's festivities, I, I, well, the, the slam dunk contest, first of all. Let, let's talk about the slam dunk tonk, the, the contest. When, you, when, when Nate Robinson, I mean, uh, Nate probably – you know, they say I think maybe he's, he's under six foot. He's probably I don't know if he's five ten, but to jump the way he jumps, oh my goodness, uh, he deserved a slam dunk just to try to attempt to to jump over, you know, somebody as 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 huge as uh, as as Mr. Howard. He, I mean, just to think about that, who would even think about doing that? 
And and he did, and of course, there was no doubt that he deserved a slam. Did you think it was it was yeah, even close? Yeah, you know, I, I heard uh, your intro where you said you were kind of a frustrated basketball uh, player, and and that goes for me too because I'm a let's say vertically challenged. Um, <laughs> so to see him, there's some black men who can't jump too. Just, you know, amazing. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Um, and I actually own uh, Samurai Comics here in Phoenix too. So the uh, the whole little Superman connection and seeing him in his kryptonite. Uh, outfit you know jumping over superman i thought that was a pretty neat touch too yeah and and as he he, he mentioned uh the fact that uh, you know uh dwight was was such a, a sport you know even to to compete against him but allow him to use him as a prop you know as he you know jumped over him and uh was successful in that slam dunk but you know those kind of things, and and that's how come I'm not really I'm a fan of watching the other things that go on in terms of the mascots, but you know the mascots I think they kind of take away from the human element of what dunking is all about. You know, using those trampolines to bounce up and turn flips and all that. But when you see those young men with the ability, and I call it flying. I mean, I can't I can't describe anything else. It's not you don't hop, you know, and it's not even jumping. You jump rope. But when you start in the air from the fa- from the foul line, and and the next thing you know, you fly, and and you're in the air, and the basket's ten feet in the air, and you're still up there. I, I can't describe that as anything but flying. But let me just say this: I I gotta fly through this segment here, and I gotta ask you, uh, Mike. I said you get a fat head. Uh, is there any team or any person in particular you like to receive in terms of uh, that fat head you're gonna get? Well, um, I'm a huge Arizona Cardinal fan. If there's any. Uh Larry Fitzgerald, Fathead's available. I would absolutely love to hang that on my wall. Well, I'm glad that you're honest about that, being a, a Cardinal native, I mean, Arizona native and, and a Cardinal fan. It used to be years ago. I don't think people would say that too loud. Certainly wouldn't come on the sure. air and let the world hear you ask for an Arizona Cardinal Fathead. But I'll tell you what, I know there are some Larry Fitzgerald Fatheads still available, and we're going to be sure that you get one. So why don't you hold on? Our engineers back there will get all the information from you necessary. And uh, I just want to thank you for calling the show and being a fan of the show. And, um, you know, continue to listen and continue to call. Okay, Mike? Ray. Thanks a lot, man. Sure. Thank you. Man, I uh, really always appreciate all those folks who get a chance to call. And, again, if they would uh, put that uh, number up for me, I'll give that number to everybody so you all can call. Because, of course, I've been hitting my head too many times, and so every now and then I forget the number. I don't want to give you the old number because we have a new one, and that new number is 888-346-9144. Now, we're talking about NBA All-Star Weekend, and uh, there's somebody else on the line, but I'm, this person is Ryan. I'm going to give Ryan a chance to call. First thing, I want to ask Ryan if he can hear me. Is there was something as far as I'm concerned? And Ryan, you are the recipient of a fat head. I know that's why everybody's calling. They're not calling to talk to me. They all want fat heads. But, but Ryan, a Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan was absent. If you watched the NBA All-Star game, if you heard anything about the weekend, did you happen to notice that Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan was nowhere, nowhere to be found? Hey, you there, Ryan? Hello, I'm here. Hey, Ryan, I, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to ask you this question. Maybe you can help me because as a frustrated basketball fan, you know, two of my greatest, you know, players to ever play the game that I just admire. Obviously, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever play this game. 
But Charles Barkley, I'm a fan. I know Charles, but I'm a fan. Okay, it's okay to be a fan of someone that you know. And I'm a fan of Charles Barkley's basketball playing ability. But did you happen to notice that Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan were nowhere to be found? Uh, I did, I did, and uh, you know me predominantly watching basketball in uh, in my teen years, uh, watching Barkley and Jordan. You know, for all those years, it's definitely uh, it's it was a missing it was a missing piece. Well, I was of, there at the game. I was there at the game, Ryan. So I didn't necessarily hear what the broadcasters were saying during the telecast. Did they make any mention? I think we know why Charles perhaps was not there. Did they make any mention? Was was Michael? boycotting supporting uh charles i mean i don't know i'm not trying to start anything what the hell maybe i am but i want to know why was mike not there uh you, you know i'm not hearing what the announcers say uh I, w- I would have to uh i would have to presume that uh michael jordan was trying to uh definitely you know make a stand um and you know it's like i said it's just it's you know i think it's the right thing to do you know they're pretty good uh pretty good friends and uh, I think he was doing the right thing there. But like I said, it was definitely uh, definitely a missing piece, uh, you know, to the whole weekend to see those guys uh, not there. Yeah, and when we, when we hear uh, music here in a second here, we're going to have to take a break, Ryan. So uh, I want you to hang on because on the other side of break, you and I are going to talk about some other things with the weekend, but also about what kind of fathead you want. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're in Phoenix and living like it matters, and we'll be right back. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. And, of course, we're in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, I just want to get back to, uh, of course, to our caller because as we went to break, I was speaking to Ryan. And, and we were asking, I was asking him about the absence of Michael Jordan and was it apparent to him. And it was apparent to him. And, and I got to think, I believe the same way you do, Ryan, and that is that he was showing his support for his good friend, uh, Charles Barkley. But I think what was what was, um, you know, so uh, as I think about it, when I think about it, it was so interesting was he chose to take this stand uh, in in a time of which the announcement of, of course, being a first time ballot. We know it's a no brainer. But this was also uh, when it was announced that he was going to be a finalist uh, to the NBA Hall of Fame. And you would think that that might have been of importance to him, too. But it seems like his. Uh, his support for his friend was uh, a statement he needed to make. What do you think about that? Uh, I think so. I think so. You know, uh, Charles Barkley. Obviously, you know he was he was not there because of uh, of his incident uh, earlier. Yes. But uh, you know, at, at the same time, with all the stuff we have going on with the sports stars, you know, not uh, making any excuses, but a DUI is definitely uh, the least of our worries in the sports world with everything else we have going on. You know, and uh, you know, I could see that they they didn't want the uh, the weekend surrounded uh, by uh, just talks of his DUI. But you know, with that being said, uh, to me, the whole weekend was surrounded with you know what's what's going on with Amari, what's going on with Terry Porter, stuff like that. It really it, it took away a little something from the uh, from the All Star weekend as well. Yeah, I, and so, I, I I agree with you. I, I think if there was any cloud over Phoenix. I think they, the organization could have done a better job of the, if it was going to happen. Can you wait a week to do that instead of having that be the subject of discussion and take away from the all-star festivity and, you know, some of the greatest players to ever play the game? They all came here. Uh, I think the NBA probably does a better job than anybody else when it comes to uh, what they do in the community, you know, what, what their players mean to their fans. They're so human. I mean, they're, they're one of the few sports where I always say to people, when you see a basketball player, you know him when you see him outside of his uniform, just as you do when you see him in his uniform. A football player, you know, you think you might know Kurt Warner when you see him. You might know Anquan Bolden when you see him. You, you're not sure because they wear a helmet and they got all these pads on. But when you see Amari Stoudemire walking down the street, you know it's him. When you see Steve Nash, you know it's him. And and so there's there's such a connection between the fans, you know, and the teams. And I just thought that that was a bad thing for Phoenix to put a cloud over their own team 
when they had the, the stage of the world, you know, watching them. But let me ask you, uh, obviously, hopefully you're a Phoenix fan, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh, a Suns fan. Uh, you got an option for Fathead. Is there one in particular you'd like to have? Uh, yeah, most definitely. The uh, uh, Super Bowl champ, uh, New York Giants. Oh, oh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we're going to go back in history a little bit here and get uh, – uh, a giant uh, fat head out to you. Okay, anybody in particular you want from the Giants? Uh, I'd have to say, I'd have to go with Eli Manning. Okay, hopefully we're going to have an Eli, and I'm sure they probably do. But uh, it's interesting that Ryan would like to have a New York Giant fat head, and in particular Eli Manning. You know, and so I, they're probably, if I would think about it, Eli and Peyton are probably the only two brothers who probably have a fathead. That, that'd be an interesting question for us to ask Jason. Jason, if you're listening to the show, give us a call. Let us know. Perhaps maybe you can clear that up. But that's something that I think may uh, be the case. Okay, one last thing I'm going to ask you before you go, Ryan. Uh, steroids. Obviously, there's a, a big controversy going on right now with A-Rod and steroids. Okay, he still has perhaps maybe as many as 10 years still left in his playing days. Uh, perhaps maybe people will forget about it. He'll go on to to break some records and, and perhaps maybe, uh, you know, earn his way from what he might consider into, um, you know, the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you think he should or should not be able to make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame now that he has admitted using steroids or some type of performance enhancement drug during his playing days? Uh, I, most definitely. Most definitely I think he should be uh, voted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I actually caught a piece of that press conference today, and they were throwing some stats up there. And uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have them all in my head, but it just brought some clarity to the situation. Uh, you know, the fact that the guy averaged uh, 39 home runs a year, uh, the years that he was, you know, supposedly not taking the drugs, and the years that he did, he was hitting 50. You know, so if if you if you look into the other players that uh, that were, you know, accused you know, not convicted by any means at this point, but, uh, you know, their home run numbers, when you, when you see a guy go from, you know, 200 pounds to 260 pounds and he starts hitting uh, 20 home runs, uh, one year comes back the next year and hits 55, uh, that's a guy that I think it definitely benefited. As far as, you know, A-Rod goes, you know, he's, he stayed uh, pretty much the same size his whole career. And, uh, you know, it's been, it looked like, you know, the numbers – you know, maybe benefit him a little bit, but uh, that guy has so much natural talent without the drugs that I think he'll be just fine, and uh, the remainder of his career should prove that. Well, one thing I I will agree about um, about A Rod is he did he he was a stand up kind of guy, with the exception of I don't think he should try to justify his weight gain, even if it was a pound a year for ten years or fifteen years or whatever it is. That let's not try to justify that. Uh, also, I don't think that, uh, you know, he should make the case about uh, what it did or did not do in terms of enhancing his ability, because I, I don't believe that it improves your hand-eye coordination anyway. I, mean, I couldn't hit a curveball, and I've said this, I couldn't hit a curveball or a fastball, so let's just, you know, make that clear. Uh, and it did do something for his statistics, because in those three years, I think he had more home runs you know, consistently for a three-year period than he did any other time of his career. So I just think that he's okay when he just stays away from trying to justify, you know, 
you know, here's what I did when I didn't take the drugs. You, you don't have to go into that. I'm here just to admit that I took them. Let's just let's let's just say that I'll leave the rest of whatever it is. If you guys want to make a, either a pitch for me to make it or a pitch for me not to make it, I'll let you guys determine that. I'm just here to admit that I did it. And it was wrong not to make any justification or just compare my numbers to three years before I took them and three years after I took them. And look, at the, uh, I think that's when he goes a little bit too far. But I've always been the type of person as an athlete. You take what you want to take. You know, I got to go in the weight room. You got to go in the weight room. We got to play each other and let the best man win. I don't care if you took something. So if you're going to admit you took it, admit you took it and just let it go. Don't try to do make any other kind of justifications. But. I certainly appreciate your call, Ryan, even though you are a, a Giants fan. I spent many years at the NFC East, and um, they got some of the best fans in the world. I will say that. And the fact that you're here in the area and, and you're a Giants fan, you know, I know you had to enjoy that Super Bowl. So I'm going to give you a chance, one last chance, just to tell everybody, you know, how much it meant to you to watch the Giants win that Super Bowl here in the Valley of the Sun last year. Did you enjoy that? Uh, I did. I did. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know, we had probably about uh, 20 to 30 people uh, at the house, and uh, they know how big of a Giants fan, uh, you know, I am. And uh, it, it was it was it was nice to see everybody come around because you know we're always we're always fighting for our teams, you know, between friends, and uh, just to see everybody kind of you know jump on board and you know and really really push for the Giants. And uh, it, it's it's kind of weird. You just you, you just know when something good's going to happen. And uh, when Tom Brady took the Patriots down the field and they uh, took the lead back, and, uh, you know, there was just a, a few minutes left in that game, I knew uh, in the back of my mind that we weren't going to lose that game. There's no way we were going to lose that game to come that come that far. And uh, just to let the Patriots win that one uh, was no way that was going to happen. So, yeah, it was very, very well meant a lot to me. Hey, thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate you calling. I want you to hang on. I want you to be sure to give all your information to the engineers in the back because we want to make sure that you get that Eli Manning fathead. Thank you for calling the show. I hope you continue to listen to us. And, uh, you know, make sure you give them the right information. I think somebody gave them the wrong information. Don't do that because you won't get your fathead. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it, Ray. Sure, thanks. Again, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. For those who are interested, hey, you can still, I got a couple more fatheads that are still available. You call me at 888-346-9144. And I, I just got to say this because there's so many times I just I tell people about sports and what it means to, to people and to their lives. Here's a, a man who obviously is a giant fan who lives out here in the Valley of the Sun. I believe he just about gave me a play-by-play of the Super Bowl that happened a couple years ago. There's no doubt in my mind that professional athletes and professional sports, they create a lifetime of memories for so many people. I'm a fan. And that's why when things happen to players who are humans like everybody else, it really bothers me that out of a sudden the nasty you read some of these blogs and the nastiest people in the world just come out of the woodwork. So uh, let's remember the humans. They make mistakes, too, but they provide you with a lifetime of memories. Those that are priceless. I think we got Justin on the line. So Justin must be, again, somebody who's got a priceless Memory from somewhere, some somebody in the world of sports. Justin, are you there? Uh, yes, sir, I'm here. How are you, Justin? Yes, uh, I was just wondering, uh, for the fathead, uh, I know you don't do motocross and stuff like that. I was just wondering if you had any. Wow, I got a motocross guy. <laughs> 
Okay, well, hey, motocross is a sport. It's, it's a different kind of sport, but it's a sport. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's a question we'll have to put to Jason. Um, but I believe uh, we can make that happen for you. So, uh, All right. Well, that would be great. Um, I was just wondering, uh, is there a Travis Pastrana one? Well, I'll tell you what, our engineer is back there. You just speak to the engineers and give them all the information, and, uh, and we'll write it down, and, and we'll check it out and see. But uh, if that's who you want, uh, we'll do our best to see if we can get that to you. Well, that would be great, Ray. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. I, I, you know, we got a few seconds here before we go uh, and take a break. Uh, is there any chance that you watch the NBA All-Star game this weekend? Uh, you're here in Phoenix, am I right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get to catch it. I, I had to uh, do a couple things this weekend, but I heard a lot of big stuff about it. I heard it was uh, a was a good game. Well, I'll tell you what. You're one of the few people who, you know, of course, everybody's got to go to work, and uh, sometimes people got things they got to do besides just sit around and watch basketball or watch football or watch, you know, motor cars. But uh, you miss something special. I can tell you that you miss something special. But I, I tell you what, you will not miss. You will not miss your fathead because you're going to make sure that you give them your information. They're going to write it down. We got music, so we got to take a break. Thank you for calling, Justin. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. As I said, we're in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Joe Cribs, No Average Joe is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Yes, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. And uh, i tell you what, I, I did enjoy the NBA All-Star Weekend. I got a chance to, of course, to uh, to cover the game and, and to cover the events prior to. And uh, a couple of events that I went to in particular, you know, I was I, I, I got to point out the, the skills challenge, the PlayStation skills challenge of which I believe the winner was Derrick Rose. Now, uh, you know, young man did a good job um, demonstrating his skills, but there is no doubt in my mind that I'm not sure the guys gave, you know, 100%. You know, it, it just seems to me in particular when they were going, they were weaving through the cones. It just seems like they could have put forth a little bit more effort. I'll tell you what, you know, when I when I was there and I and I watched them, I certainly saw when I saw the game, there was a, you know, the difference in the pace of which they went through the skills and and when they played the game. Oh, (laughs) totally, totally different. And that just leads me into, you know, a comment that I made a couple weeks ago about the Pro Bowl. And that's the NFL Pro Bowl football all star game. And that is that, you know, guys are not there to, you know, they're there to have fun, enjoy themselves and put on a show for the fans. But they're not really there to, to let's say, put themselves at risk for injuries or things of that nature. And and certainly, um, you know, when you saw somebody like Tony Parker, and Tony Parker was going through, you know, the skills challenge. When he got a pass on the fast break in the All-Star game, and when he ran the floor, I mean, he ran the floor as fast as he could. Did he go through the skills challenge like that? No, he didn't. And and so I, I think I was I was told by someone that there was, you know, a few comments or questions about the effort. And uh, I, I think perhaps maybe the effort you know, it wasn't the best effort, but they did a good job. But then there were other things of which uh, it was obvious they did the best they could when it comes to the three point shooting. You know, I got to toot my horn on this one here again. The Ohio State University was represented very well. Daquan Cook, again, he, you know, what, we get a Super Bowl MVP and then we get an all-star, you know, three-point winner. Hey, sounds pretty good. It's going pretty good for us. Now, if Nate could have just been from Ohio State, but he he's not. So, But Daquan did a good job in the three-point shooting. And, uh, of course, whenever you're doing that, you're doing your best. And then the slam dunk contest, you're doing your best. I mean, you're jumping as high as you can. Uh, you're doing the very best you can to uh, to win that contest because, I mean, when you're up there in, that, in the air like you are, floating in the sky like that, you've got to do your best. You've got to be under control, uh, artistry, all that, you know. And But the skills, nah, I'm not sure about that. I think they could have did, you know, a little better job of that. Um, the game, the game itself, co-MVP, Shaq and Kobe. Now, there was times early in the game, in the first half, where I was really concerned because as I saw Kobe, you know, handling the ball coming down on fast break, there was a couple times where there were, no doubt in my mind, a perfect opportunity for some alley-oops to Shaq. And Kobe didn't give it up. He, I mean, Shaq had gathered himself and he was ready to go. And it, it just didn't happen. And I, I thought to myself, wow. You know, I know Kobe saw that. I saw it. Shaq saw it. But it, but it didn't happen. But then something happened later in the game, and they kind of flipped the switch, and uh, they got it together. 
I mean, in uh, you know, Shaq's minutes, you know, were probably the lowest amount of minutes of anybody to ever get an MVP. Uh, but certainly, I think the impact and in the press conference after the game, uh, of course, that's what was talked about. Phil Jackson talked about the impact that Shaq had on the game once he came into the game and the plays that he made and the time of which those plays happened and how they kind of turned the game around. And uh, it, it was interesting because, um, you know, Coach Brown, of course, uh, the coach for the East, you know, Mike felt as if that the, the West team was just able to score, you know, pretty much at ease. It seemed like whenever they, they needed to score, they were able to score. Uh, I think we may have a caller uh jeff jeff are you there hey ray hey jeff how you doing good how are you oh i'm doing wonderful uh just want to talk a little bit about and of course you called jeff so that means that you too are going to be the recipient of a fathead but before we go into that did you get a chance to, to watch the game this weekend you know i have to be completely honest with you ray yeah you must be on this show everybody's honest on this show now jeff. I w- and i will be completely <laughs> frank uh, on on two accounts one uh as you know i probably told you through email just just became the father, baby girl, first uh, time. All righty. So, you know, watching TV is, uh, that time is diminishing. <laughs> That's and right. Two, I, I loathe and detest most of the all-star games and all of the sports. Oh. So I, I do my best to, to not watch them. Well, hey, Jeff, listen, I, I, I got to say this, you know, to everybody out there. This is not just Jeff. This is Jeff, our East Coast correspondent, and we want to wish him congratulations <laughs> on a newborn baby girl. She's hot, every bit of what, a couple weeks Jeff? Two weeks, two weeks old today. Two weeks old. Is, is this your firstborn? It is my firstborn. Wow, your life is about to change. It already has. Yeah. <laughs> we I mean, it, it changes up throughout that nine-month period. It changes. And then for another, you know, certainly for another 18, it's going to be even different than after that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, uh, you know, you could be a WNBA player there. You never know. Well, hey, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> man. Scholarship. Hey, that, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a scholarship you wouldn't have to worry about. And if uh, if she can play with those girls up there at UConn, the, the way they run that basketball, man, whoo. That's they, right. They, they got a great they got a great basketball team. Well, Jeff, you, you've been away from us a little bit. You've been busy, and we understand that. But as you say, you don't get a chance to see those all-star games. But just from your professional perspective, mm-hmm. do you think that – the basketball players or the football players. I think baseball's a little different. Hockey certainly falls into the same category, at least from my perspective, as the, the, the football and the basketball. And they're, they're trying to stay away from injuries. D- do you think that about basketball and football and hockey all-star games? I think football, definitely. Uh, I've watched a bunch of Pro Bowls, and I, I've even heard players admit that they're, they're just not going at the full level because it's not worth the type of injury that, that could uh, result. If you're playing a, you're just playing an exhibition football game, you can get really hurt, and that can be career-threatening. I think the least of that you see is baseball. It's really, it's not that it's hard to get hurt, but I mean, if you play baseball the right way and protect yourself, you should be should be all right. And I think there's still a little bit of the old-time class midsummer classic that the the players kind of live for. You know, you know that it's hard not to give it all in those skills challenges, like the home run derby, because you want to win that. That's, right, that's right. still a showboaty event that I think there's a lot of pride in. But like you were mentioning with the NBA um, All-Star, I, I noticed the same thing when I did watch them, that you know they kind of go through the motions of the skills challenge. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a guy who really puts a lot of emphasis into it. You have to like what Dwight Howard did two years ago. and yes. I mean, he at least tried to revive the dunk contest. And, you know, I, I thought Jason Kidd a couple of years ago did a nice job in the still skills competition. He put he put his all into it. But for the most part, it's a little bit 
not that they say it's for the fans, but I think the true fan would rather see guys really kind of give it their all, you know, especially in a skills challenge where you really probably can't get hurt. Yeah, and I, and, and I, the player who made it so obvious to me, because mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard the comments, you know, because I was there, so I hadn't heard, and I think it was Kenny DeJet Smith, perhaps maybe who was on everybody about not giving their best effort. But I was just at the game, and, and I saw Tony Parker mm-hmm. get an outlet pass and take off on a fast break. And I mean, he he probably ran a four four forty, you know. And I was like, <laughs> wow, you yeah. know. And it just amazed me because I remember watching him in the skills challenge, and I said to myself, not knowing that this comment had been made, because he didn't give the same effort in the skills challenge. It's like, no, he didn't try to go through those cones as fast as he did on that fast break, you know. Right. And right. and again. You know, perhaps maybe you could, you know, twist your ankle or something like that, and maybe he didn't want. But you know what I believe, Jeff? I believe just like you got a rookie, and you got a sophomore game. I believe if you would, let's say, just limit that skills challenge to rookies mm-hmm. and sophomores, and it's almost like not saying they haven't become professionals yet, but they still have the passion for the game, where the business of the game doesn't affect their mentality so much that they might give a better effort. After all, Mr. Rose did win that skills challenge, and he is, he is a rookie, you know? Yeah. So I, what do you think? You think that might have something to do you with know, it as well? I think it might. I think that, that would probably help make spice it up a little bit. You know, I think you're always going to have a couple of guys who just probably aren't giving it their all because it just seems the nature of these, these events now and then the way the game is, has uh, become. But I, I do agree with you that, that there's still a little bit of uh, pride and something to prove when you're a uh, a first-year guy or a second-year guy, you haven't, you know, if you're not a guy who's won multiple championships like Tony Parker, you you still play like you want, you're hungry. So I, 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 that probably would make it a little bit more watchable. Now let me ask you this question because y- you probably have heard, like everybody else, and you you didn't get a chance to see the game. I understand priorities are in place here. Your priorities being, but Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan, we understand Charles. You think Michael perhaps maybe was making a statement by not showing up at the festivities this weekend? You know, it's interesting. I didn't know that Michael Jordan didn't show up. Um, I didn't see. Well, he certainly wasn't at the game. There's no way in the world Michael's going to be at that game. He's not introduced. And and then even for the uh, you know the announcement of the finalists, I mean, the only finalist that showed up was David Robinson. But uh-huh. Michael wasn't there for that either. And so, you know, and I'm not, you know, I, Maybe I am trying to start some controversy. I just want to know where was Mike. I mean, man, you know, I I'm like everybody else. I'm a fan. I just wanted to see Mike. You know, Mike. You know, you, you, the star-studded event is not star-studded if Michael uh-huh. Jordan isn't there, and he wasn't. I I, I would have to agree with you 100. percent Now, I, I give me some context here. Were they inviting back past um, NBA MVPs or something of the of the All Star game? Or? Well, here's what it is. It's it's just a stage where, first of all, the legends always they always have events going on, and those are, are the former NBA players. You know, and particularly right. those who have been multiple All Star All Stars. You know, so they're they're always at various events. They they represent you know the league. You know, they're sure. ambassadors of the league, and Michael Jordan is the number one ambassador of all. Absolutely. And then, of course, you you know you have uh, the announcement of the finalists who are supposed to, who are going to be inducted into the hall. They're going to announce the, the, the they will actually be inducted. I think on April sixth, or they'll announce it on April fourth or April sixth. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, at the final four. But he wasn't there for that either. I mean, it's just like, I mean, Doc was there. You know, Magic was there. I mean, those are the be- Bill Russell was there. So oh, I, wow. I think you know, only person, and I didn't see Larry Bird there either. So, you know, that's interesting. So, yeah, you're so talking about you, two icons of the sport who you would think would 
should be there. Yeah, and I think Larry and Charles are pretty good friends too. So you take Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and Charles mm-hmm. Barkley away, and you certainly we we of course know they're in the top ten of all players. They got to right. be up there someplace, you know, top fifteen for sure. And when I say fifteen, only Charles could be the only one who would drop down. But I think Charles even in the top ten, I take him. But yeah, wow, yeah. they they the biggest names, three of the biggest names in basketball. But David Stern, the master of, you know, protecting his product, didn't mess with his brand at all. Nobody even said anything about it except right here. We're going to talk about, of course, a little bit more on the other side of break. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. We're in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all right we're back listen rail this sports on the voice america network and of course we've got our east coast correspondent with us and that's uh Jeff and uh, Jeff, there, there's some other things going on. Of course, uh, you know we're of course we're talking about the uh, NBA and the fact that uh, Magic and and Bird and 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 uh, well, Magic was there, Bird wasn't there, Michael wasn't there, Charles wasn't there, and mm-hmm. 
and nobody really wants to say anything about it. We all out here in Phoenix, we know why Charles was not there. Of course, you or may may have may not have heard that. Of course, Charles had uh, a DUI incident, and yes, uh, that I'm aware of. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> embarrassing to the to the network, and the network kind of asked him to take a leave of absence. And uh, you know, sources say that he'll be back in a week or two, and mm-hmm. uh, so we certainly look forward to seeing him on uh, TNT. And uh, but the fact of the matter is, okay, that's justifiably so. Okay, but Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, uh, wow, you know, two icons not being there, and and I I don't know if Larry. Larry probably wasn't making a statement, but I I just have to believe that Michael was making a statement, showing his friend that you know what. I'm going to be there besides. It probably was a tough time for Charles. I mean, Charles likes the stage. Charles Charles is, you know, he's the, uh, his generation of Shaquille O'Neal, you know. Uh, Shaq maybe has a little bit more personality, but they're certainly the two. I mean, they both love people, like mm-hmm. to have a good time. Uh, and, you know, Charles, I'm sure this is his stage. This is where he lives this time of the year. And and he was he was missing. Do you, do you with Michael doing that, do you think Michael gets... Uh, uh, any, I mean, are people going to be upset with Michael Jordan? Do you think there's any any uh, uh, lashing out at Michael for not coming and not showing up? You know, I hate to even make a um, a comment without knowing exactly why he wasn't there. Uh, you know, there there could be a very good reason that we don't know about um, for what, that for Michael not being there. So, um, if he was just sitting out just for sitting out, then I think that. It just doesn't sound like Michael, does it? Here, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that well, there, Michael, there has Michael, to be something a little bit. Yeah, Michael hasn't taken a stance on too much of anything. <laughs> you know, that's one thing about <laughs> well, Michael. He never has, and he's <laughs> been criticized about that, right? Michael hasn't, uh, whether it be socially, whether it be uh, for his colleagues on the, uh, you know, uh, you know, basketball players, you know, fighting uh, injuries as a result of playing, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be increased uh, uh, pension revenues or, you know, Michael just hasn't stood really for anything, you know. Mike has been himself, and he's been very successful. Right. Um, but this would be perhaps maybe the first time that he might have stood for something, and perhaps maybe he's thinking with everything that's going on, perhaps maybe he thought it wasn't a big deal. But let's move on, because I'll tell you somebody else who likes the spotlight. He certainly was there, and that was T.O. And, and you know, <laughs> and, and here we are. It's basketball season. We're talking about T.O., but it's, you know, it's the time of the year where the NFL is getting ready for the NFL Combine. Uh, there's an awful lot of young men that are about to go into – you know, the most important part of their life and getting prepared for the draft. And perhaps maybe there may be a receiver out there that the Cowboys have their eye on because I think it's even gone as far as Jerry Jones now is saying that he hasn't made a decision on the fact if T.O.'s going to be back with the Cowboys or not. You got any inside perspective on this, Jeff? Uh, nothing inside other than that. It, I, I find it interesting that Jerry Jones is now saying he hasn't decided when he seemed to be, you know, about a month ago. Very insistent that Terrell Owens was going to be back, and it seemed well. It seemed the rest of the organization was not, especially his son, was not in, you know in tune with that line of thinking. And now you see that Jerry seems to be maybe changing his opinion because now all of a sudden he hasn't decided. Uh, I, I do know that it will not cost the Cowboys a lot of money to cut him, and um, I always thought it was a sign when they went out and traded their first and third round pick to get Roy Williams as kind of an insurance policy in case things didn't work out with Terrell Owens. So if you ask me right now, based on the all signs uh, that we're seeing, I'm thinking that Terrell Owens has played his last game for the Cowboys. Well, and, and if you're talking about production and we look at what happened on the field, uh, I don't think Roy Jones, uh, you know, Roy Williams did anything in terms of his performance for the short period he was there with Dallas. 
mm-hmm. to give them a comfort level that, hey, we can let T.O. go because we got Roy Williams. I, I, I didn't well, see I that. I agree with you. I mean, I mean, he certainly didn't do anything, but I think it's you're asking a guy to learn a playbook in a very limited amount of time and fit in with a team that had a lot of dysfunctional problems altogether with. I mean, if you, if you give Roy Williams, Roy Williams was a, a a top ten pick for a reason. I think you know he's a very good wide receiver, and I think if you got rid of Terrell Owens, made Roy, um, you know, a, a fundamental part of the passing game, gave him a whole off season to get familiar with the playbook, I think you'd probably see something closer to the lottery pick that he was, uh, for lack of a better term, than than what you saw at the end of last year. Okay, so that being the case, Terrell Owens does he get picked up by anybody? Um, you know what? Most years I would say yes, right? And I still think he would. But with the way the economy is and the way the teams are kind of nervous about spending and uh, what team, there would probably be maybe a half dozen teams that would think about it. And um, they would have to really take into account what he's done, what, you know, the fact that Terrell Owens hasn't won any titles and he's kind of caused a commotion everywhere he's been. He'd have to go to one of those teams that felt that they could probably win without him and could cut him, and they would probably have to sign him to a contract that, A, probably wasn't, isn't going to be a lot of money, and, B, has a lot of opt-out type clauses. Yeah, and I, and I would think that, you know... You I think probably, there's always a team out there, you know? Yeah, and, but you probably would go ahead and sign him at the league minimum for the amount of years he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, that, you know, T.O.'s the kind of guy that, even though it's very apparent he, he's very ego-driven, I think he really still wants to play football. I mean, I mean, he really enjoys the stage. And, and, and I've been, you know, in the past, you know, few weeks, I've just been in environments where he's arrived on the scene. I mean, and people are literally cheering. T.O., T.O., T.O. I mean, he has that kind of fan base and, and that kind of, uh, you know, name recognition and now face re- recognition that people recognize him when he's out. But you're I, right. If, I if, agree. Yeah, I was going to go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but but you're right. If if you know, it's got to be the right situation, and and I don't know if he determines what the right situation is, or if a team determines that he's the right fit for them. Well, I think people love To Ray until he's on their team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, I mean, you saw he was getting booed by Dallas fans at the end of last year. He's booed notoriously by Philly fans. Still, he's booed by. I mean, the guy leaves booing in his wake. So. I'm going to credit the sports fan now for starting to realize that after three teams that this guy just might not work out well enough. So I think wherever he goes next, I I, I would be surprised if he was embraced immediately. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's he's a kind of receiver, you know, and a kind of player. He's very passionate. He wants to win. I even think that he, he's make, he makes the commitment in terms of being physically ready and even mentally prepared in terms of knowing his playbook mm-hmm. and, and goes out and does his best. He, he is a team player when it comes to what are the responsibilities of a wide receiver. You know, he, he, he does what he's supposed to do. Right. But again, it, you got to think. save himself from himself. That's exactly right. <laughs> he's, he's, he is his own worst enemy. There is no doubt about it. He is his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and before, perhaps, maybe you never had to take into consideration. But now I think people would say, okay, but mm-hmm. what happens if it doesn't go his way? And not so much of him not getting the ball, but if we start losing a few games and he's uh-huh. not getting the ball, you know, what's it going to do to our locker room? Right, right. And, so, and I, so I guess you and I are in agreement then that. Terrell Owens will be a Raider next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that you know what? 
if I'm the Raiders, what I mean, he fits the model of what a Raider player is. I mean, it, I, it probably Al Davis probably should bring him in because certainly you know Demarcus Russell could use somebody like you know Terrell Owens, you know, to, right. to throw the ball to at least have that threat on the field. It right. wouldn't hurt anything. He brings that you know that 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 star recognition, that that glamour that they like out there in L.A. I, I think that's the only. I think that might be the only place for him. You, you, I think you, you answered the question. Well, I <laughs> Still, mean, it's, it's, he, he fits the bill, right? <laughs> he fits it. I mean, it's all over him. I mean, he, he should start petitioning. If you want to get me out of here, the only place I want to go is, is, is the L.A. Raiders. That's the only place I'll go. Well, the Oakland Raiders is, is the Oakland Raiders. That's the only place I'll go. But, hey, right. a couple other quick questions here. You know, I think a great player we got to say goodbye to because we're about to close the show. But, you know, Deuce McAllister, and I say a great player because I think he's got some good numbers. He could possibly make the Hall of Fame. Real quick mm-hmm. comment on that. What do you think, Jeff? I think uh, he'll get a job. I, it might be He might even be back with the Saints at a different, you know, uh, salary number. But he's got an injury history because he runs high and he gets hurt a lot. But I still think that um, he's a, great, a very good player. Somebody will want him, and he will end up somewhere. I'll take that back. I didn't mean Deuce's numbers. I meant Deuce would be, you know, picked up by somebody. I meant Fred Taylor has perhaps maybe the Hall of Fame numbers. Oh, and oh yeah. Fred. Well, uh, you know, very similar running backs. Big guys, tough to bring down, um, have some injuries throughout their career because of their running style, I think. I don't know if Fred will get a job somewhere else because I think age and, and just lack of production was is catching up to him. But I wouldn't be surprised if Deuce was rebound. Hey, there you go. Hey, I hate to say this, but we've got to go. I wanted to give those guys the respect they deserve. Been great football players, but for some reason, other teams have said they got to go. Hey, and guess what? <laughs> Voice America said I got to go too. So, hate to say this, but as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit www.rayellissports.com. And be sure to join us next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network.